Hey guys, this is your host Jacqueline and this is Amiga Primer. If you're new here, welcome. And if you're a recurring listener, thank you so much for subscribing and continuing to rock with us. If you've enjoyed the podcast, I'd love for you to rate and leave us a comment as it helps spread the word about the podcast and the amazing women that give their time and transparency to the show. It's definitely been a minute for the podcast. If you're listening to my last episode, I speak on why I've taken some time off, over a month to be exact. So make sure and listen to that for an update. Now on to the show. Today we have Christina de Los Angeles from Therapy Things Radio Podcast. Christina is a therapist who shares with us what it's like for her to sit with it. Sit with the unknown, sit with the uncertainty of what's next when things aren't panning out exactly as you planned. Christina actually really goes in on her process that she gives her clients and how following her own advice helped her when she faced her own uncertainty. I think what I experienced something like that even this summer. Yeah, it was um, right around the time of a layoff of the job. And then, um, and I wouldn't say that my identity was lost with that job, but it was what led the transition and all the emotion um, that came afterwards. So the layoff of the job was actually something that was almost like a relief. And then I had plans afterward to do what I thought was going to be best. And when that didn't fall through, I felt like, well, what now? This isn't what I want. Is it even like, you know, like, um, is this even what I meant to do? Like all those questions started coming up and I kind of, um, yeah, I, I felt like something was slipping out of my hand, like what I wanted, who I was. And I started to question a lot of things. <laughs> and, um, I think that is the most, not just the most recent, but it was um, the first time I've I've experienced that too. So, yeah. And can you talk to us a little bit about what that job was and kind of like even take us back to why you thought, even before um, you got into that career, why you thought that was it? and then going through those emotions of like losing grass. Mm, yes. So the job that I went into, I have to say right off the bat, looking um, back on it, is something that I kind of I chose out of fear. So and it was um, it was a, a counseling position, um, but to kind of like give a breakdown of like why that was chosen out of fear is because I just graduated, and I had that. Um, or yeah, I had just graduated and, you know, I was in hunting for, you know, um, a job where I could finally use everything that I learned in grad school, you know, finally have that job that's like part of um, where I can utilize my knowledge and it be, um, you know, linked to my career, what I was going to become, who, I'm, who I am becoming. And um, so I had like this gut feeling of like, oh, you know, I didn't really really know if this job was the right one but it was there it was in front of me I was in a place where it was almost more fear-based for the income Um, 
in my profession, you have to get hours um, to get licensure. So there was that kind of anxiety going on. So I took it. And then six months later, when it all fell through, it was kind of like, okay, that was confirmation almost that uh, my intuition was trying to tell me something maybe in the beginning. <laughs> right. And that that wasn't really where I needed to be. Not even really where I really wanted to be either. Um, so there was like this kind of um, moment of relief. And then I said, okay, now I can really focus on what I want to do. And during that entire time of having um, that job and even um, throughout grad school, I had been doing what I really love. And that was seeing clients in a private practice um, setting. So as a therapist, a psychotherapist, and that's something I really love. And um, I thought, well, let me just do that, which is really difficult. If um, doing some, doing a um, private practice, the pay is very much private practice. So it's like, as you get clients, you get paid. And that just wasn't working out. Um, I have husband and two kids. So it was just like, it wasn't fitting and I was trying to make it fit. So um, I was trying really hard to make it fit and it just wasn't what I needed. Um, but it was what I really wanted. And I was like, how, if I don't do this, it was almost like, if I don't do this, then like, who am I? <laughs> I worked so hard to become a therapist. It's my dream, you know, job um, to be in a private practice setting to um, serve other people in that capacity and help them along their journey to heal. And I was like, why is everything working against me to do? That's what I felt like is like things were working against me. And that really, like with that mindset, I suffered <laughs> because, um, you know, I was, I was in the beginning relieved and, you know, I was also very, not to say that I wasn't feeling um, the sadness and just kind of the shock of losing a job because I had never lost a job before. So like having the thing that I really didn't want get pulled from me, it was still hurt. And it was still um, kind of just this new experience for me. So I was kind of dealing with that, but at the same time, relieved, looking forward to maybe I'll just create, you know, my own thing and be able to do what I really love. And when that wasn't happening, is when I was feeling like, okay, okay, what, what, now? like, what, <laughs> what do I need to do? Very frustrating. Um, and then I just, I decided to do what I, what, what's funny is what I um, help clients do. And I decided to sit with it and to take this time to really get still and listen to, um, what that feeling was of, of wanting that thing so bad and being frustrated and where that was coming from and had a lot of really great support too along the way to kind of um, express those emotions. And that was, you know, that was my husband, that was friends, that was, you know, I have my own therapist. So being able to unpack all of those things and kind of lay them out there and sit with it and say, okay, what, is, what does this mean for me right now? And what am I really fearing? And at the end of it, well, I want to say the end of it, but um, kind of leading to more where I am today was this realization of 
just how um, fearful I was that I wasn't going to get the thing. Um, I wasn't going to reach my goal. I wasn't going to um, be able to accomplish what is already mine. <laughs> and um, it's already like within me. And I think that's, this is all just a part of the journey. And I wasn't um, appreciating the process. And so that was huge. Um, yeah. And had, had a really great opportunity to kind of just not, I don't want to say coincidentally, cause I don't really believe in too many coincidences, but, um, definitely synchronicities, um, to be able to the end of, uh, 2018, I started doing an internal, uh, martial arts practice. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was something that really helped me over the summer. And um, so I had a really great teacher who was also very supportive in that kind of transformation that I had during the summer. And I also actually had spoke to you during the summer. (laughs) So it was very shortly, like literally the week after that I had spoke with you is when all of this occurred. (laughs) Wow. Yes. So do you feel like after we spoke and the reason that I brought you on was because we had such a beautiful conversation of how you were kind of like unfolding, right? How things, Mm -hmm. yeah, it was just so beautiful for me to hear how you were allowing things to come and then just like, okay, how can I start like to unfold with this, right? Mm -hmm. As soon as you're allowing that, boom, here comes Yes. Because you never know, like kind of knew she can handle this now. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not pretty. And I think we don't talk enough about that. We ask for this thing and we think it's going to, it needs to look like this or it's going to look right. like this. And it comes like completely from left field. And you're like, right. this, like, I really wanted me to quit because I didn't even like this job anyway, but I still yeah. <laughs> and I'm trying to make this dream happen but like it's not happening like I don't know who I am now right dream yes are you serious like what is happening (laughs) exactly I was just like in the very like WTF like (laughs) what is going on and that's exactly that's exactly what it was or you know what it felt like is like I was starting to accept this thing and then all of a sudden it was like actually no chain <laughs> plot twist and it's not yeah. face <laughs> yeah, yeah. exactly <laughs> oh yes <laughs> i love what you said that was so interesting i'm always i try you know my ego wants to break things down i want some steps and that's why i know that i i wanted to talk about transition because within it i felt so lost and for me mm-hmm. I came from a corporate structure. You know, I grew up in trauma. So for me, structure, I, it was everything. Mm-hmm. It was predictable, cool, you had steps. Okay, I go from this position to that. Beautiful. Don't give me unknown. Don't get, you know what I mean? Because I I spent so much of my life figuring it out. And it was right, right. traumatized. Like it was just so anxiety ridden that I just wanted steps, 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 steps. You know? Mm-hmm. And I'm good, but you know, when you really have this purpose and there's things within you and something is calling, like there are no steps, you do have to figure it out. 
So there's like right. a balance there. And so for me, I, I love that you said these things, like it's, it's your own way of finding your own steps. So can you talk to us about like, I love this whole sitting with it. Why, why do you feel we just can't sit in that uncomfortable place to have enough faith like in ourselves and something bigger than ourselves that we're going to figure out? And then the second step is you said you unpacked. And then the third one was like, what did that mean? How mm. for you right now? You can look back and be like, I did this, this and this. How was that for you to be like brave enough to just sit in it and not try to control it or like to make it happen? Mm. Yeah, that <laughs> um, it's easier said. I feel like looking back at it, it could be, uh, you know, I can say it, um, but in that moment, it was almost like I felt like I had, there was nothing else for me to do. Mm. Um and that the, the only thing that I could do was to, well, no, I, I mean, I, I tried almost everything else. I was, you know, in my mind a lot, you know, just fighting, um, what was happening. And, um, and I got tired, like just emotionally. And, um, and it's, I think I really put a lot of pressure on myself too, as because I'm like, okay, Christina, you're a therapist. <laughs> like, like, what would you tell, you know, a client to do? How, what would you do? And it was like, well, I wouldn't, not so much tell, but what do I do in therapy? I hold space for people. What does that look like? Okay, I help them sit with it and I'm accepting. I help them to accept what's happening um, and to allow those things um, within them to kind of transform and for them to um, learn to love themselves in that process. And I was being really self-critical in the process and so it wasn't like I woke up and I said okay this is what I need to do it was kind of like I was exhausted and, and had to think and sitting with it looked like um for me during that time was getting quiet you know I had to um um be really picky about where I was um, giving my energy to and what I was allowing into my mind during that time because I knew that I was really struggling with even comparing myself, you know, to other people in, in my field and where, where they were at and why, you know, this was happening to me and, you know, those types of things. So I had to kind of um, filter that out and just say, okay, let's just look at Christina, like your process, you know, and, and um, sit with that and look at it. And that was a lot of journaling that was um, crying sometimes, you know, um, it was uh, really just being quiet in my mind in a healthy way versus, um, and that took some time because when I, when this all first happened, I was in my mind and there was not very nice things, you know, to sit with. Um, Can you so talk to, to us about that? Like, so you're a therapist and you're helping mm -hmm. other people. And I think sometimes we don't see our therapists as people. Mm -hmm. Their own things that they're going through. And people, I think, don't understand the reason that therapists are able to help us because they are human and because they go through these things and they process them and then they're able to help others. 
So like, what are some of the things that when you sat quiet, because I think that for me, I've been asked like so many times I say, meditate. I mean, it's been on podcasts, it's been on videos, it just keeps popping up. Fear mm-hmm. in me, like I procrastinate to meditate because I'm scared of the quiet. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, what does that quiet feel like for you? And what were the, some of the things that you were, you know, that were coming up for you? And how did you deal with them? Mm-hmm. Yeah, in the, um, and, and I completely get the whole procrastinating and meditating part because it's like, well, um, the silence, because we want answers. I think that's what it kind of goes back to is we're afraid of maybe the answer. I know for me, sometimes I was afraid of the answer that I was going to get, <laughs> wasn't going to be the one that I wanted, um, or um, even not getting an answer at all and coming out of it. Um, frustrated because I think that goes right to and you hit the nail right or hit yeah however that goes (laughs) you hit the mark in saying that (laughs) (laughs) but you really hit the mark when you said that you know we have like this idea this ideal process in our mind and when that doesn't happen um we kind of feel like we're falling apart and I think that when it comes to meditating and getting still Um, especially when all this happened for me, I was definitely struggling with that and that here was the process that I had. I'm not like the most, um, like, you know, I know what steps I have to take and I understand like there's, um, detours that we have to make, but this one was really one that I did not see coming, like you said. And so, um, So in sitting in silence with that, with like, okay, here's this mess. And I don't really, now I don't know. Like, I don't have the answer at all. And that's exactly what I needed. I needed to not have the answer. I needed to not um, feel like I needed an answer in that moment to to know that it's okay to not know. And um, when I was sitting, like in, in the times that I was sitting, you know, quietly and that to kind of like give um, a picture of that too, of, you know, being still, that wasn't always like me, you know, sitting, meditating in silence by myself, you know, for, for very long periods of time or not even really every day. Um, But when I did do that, I was able to kind of just, for me, I think I, It was almost like it gave me space, if anything. So I kind of was drawn to that silence because in my mind, when I do this, when I just sit, I don't go with um, like expecting to um, too much expectation at all. I kind of give myself a lot of credit for just literally being still and breathing. And I feel like from that, like my whole body just calms and um, it kind of, goes back to that whole saying of like, you know, the peace within, if everything is kind of chaotic without you, if you have like the peace within, like that is gold. And I really kind of held on to that because I was like, okay, I don't have all of this figured out. Um, But man, if I could have like just a few moments of this kind of quietness and um, not to say that thoughts don't come up, but when they do come up, and this is something like I practice 
as a therapist with other people too. So I'm like glad I had these tools when I needed them, but like allowing myself when thoughts came up to just let them come up and let them be. So like if death, you know, um, thoughts of doubt came up, like while I was sitting there or kind of critical thinking or, um, anything like that, I let that come up. Something that said like, yeah, okay. But did you, you know, think that year 30 was going to be like this, (laughs) you know, when those kind of voices come up, is that what you thought it was going to look like? Oh, you know, like you're, you're not in, you know, a job right now. Um, you know, finances, all of this stuff start to come up and I just let them. I was like, okay, I hear you. I see you. But that's not really, that's not um, where I'm going to be. That's just where I am right now, (laughs) you know? So, um, and that can be uncomfortable too. Sometimes sitting with it can be uncomfortable, but I try to be reminded and it's like, being really intentional again with what we listened to because it was in those moments that like I could hear, you know, podcasts that I listened to, I could hear messages, sermons, you know, come up into my mind of like, you know, this too shall pass or um, this isn't the end for you. And if you're uncomfortable, like it's just, it's just change, you know, it's change happening and transformation and all that. So, yeah. I'm just going to sit in all of that. Because, I mean, right? <laughs> this is, and I just want to tell everybody this is what this conversation felt like when I was talking to her last. It was, and, and I feel like whenever your clients, you know, like when we were talking, and I'm sure that it's the same way for your clients, we just want this like peaceful place of like nothingness, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. that it's like no judgment like it's peace here no one has expectations of you here you don't need to be this here you don't need to have this here do you know what I mean you don't right know what 30 looks like or you know whatever age like yeah yeah that's what it that's what it, like when you were talking about that it's like that's where I want to be and the biggest thing that came up for me is accepting what this looks like right now was the first mm-hmm. And, you know, it's okay not to know. I think that's one of the biggest things that for me, and, and I know, and I always talk about growing up in trauma because for me, everything came up through my transition. And that's what I noticed and read about that transition. All your stuff comes up. Mm-hmm. Quiet and leaves you alone because you're like in this place. So it's like, hey, I'm here. All your stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All your stuff is here. Um <laughs> the process was like for me and when you talk about unpacking what does this mean I saw the correlations like it was not okay when I was little for me not to know I needed to know the answers in order to survive and so I would get on survival mode why don't I know I need to know like my survival depends on it and me having to shut that voice down like no it doesn't we are not six seven ten anymore like it's okay you're fine you're safe and how right. learning to trust myself and learning to trust something bigger than me that mm-hmm. is in the not knowing. And you know, when you talk about giving yourself that space, I definitely didn't give myself that space to just be and not have to have all the answers. Do you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. yeah. the hardest thing, I think for me, even now, I still struggle with it. Like when I don't know, 
I'm like, oh my God, just those little voices, they're the biggest loser. Like, how can you not know? Like, you're a little girl. Like, you know, all these voices. And I'm definitely being kinder to myself. So my voices are like, mm, don't try it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For you. Um, but it's still that, that I feel it in my body. Although my mind doesn't come at me the way it used uh-huh. to my body's still like, so what's that? Mm. Happening? What you, you know what I mean? Like, what's yeah, happening? yeah. Um, so it's like that kind of thing, you know? And so this conversation just gave me, like, I felt your peace in it and it allowed me to feel peace in it like mm-hmm. I've had women come on I've had people speak to it but the way you broke it down was just so like relatable and I think it's relatable to everyone we want mm-hmm. whole bad to know the answer and we I, I feel like we as women like we don't give ourselves that space and so right. talk to me about like being a mother and a wife during this because it looks mm-hmm. it sounds like you were taking care of you but then you have these other like little human beings you know and your role as a mom and a wife like how was that for you to make space for yourself to go through this and at the same time you know have to like mother and, and be someone's life mm. that that's a really good question that's something that I've been doing actually a lot of reflecting on myself because during that time, maybe from the outside, it looked like, you know, I was still doing the things that, you know, a mother and wife would do. Um, but internally, like, I was having a really hard time. And I I didn't have a, lo- a lot of my friends, too, aren't, um, don't have children, and, and a lot of them aren't married. So I I felt really alone and I hadn't heard um, the ones that I, you know, do know, like I hadn't heard too much of them going through this experience, um, how I was experiencing it. Cause I think it's something we don't talk about. That's why I love like your, you know, your podcast and kind of your vision too, is because you're bringing up these conversations, um, which is so important. And for me, it was difficult because it's not how I pictured myself <laughs> being even in um, like a dark time like that, right? And I didn't anticipate me having feelings that I did. So a lot of resentment actually came up. Um, Like towards what, like yourself or the situation? Yeah, myself, the situation. um, I was, you know, starting to um, just, I don't know, just question a lot of things like as a mother, um there was like this really weird tug between like being a really good mom because I was at home for a while during that transition and that was new for me too and and being home um and not doing what I felt like was um taking care of my career Mm. and there was like this back and forth in my mind of like okay well you know you're a mom and this is like also a blessing in disguise because you're home with your, you know, children more. And this is, you know, and part of it was really, I like, I loved it at the same time. That's why it was so hard because it was so conflicting for me. And it wasn't something that I thought I would ever experience because in my mind I was like, okay, well, you know, I'll have a family and a husband and a career and it'll just like mesh so well. <laughs> just like we see people doing it all the time. And, um, 
and it was like, I don't see people doing this. <laughs> right. and, you know what? And I mean, I'm sorry to cut you off, but like, oh no. talk about that conflict. Like, why do we we think we have to choose, right? Mm. For me, like, I totally get that. I was able to stay home when my baby was little. Mm -hmm. Knew. I knew, even if I was a teen mom, like, I knew that was such a blessing. But I was like, listen, I'm losing my identity. Now I can describe it, right? But back then, I felt myself, like, feeling so guilty. Yeah. You're a bad mom. Like, most moms would love this. Like, why do you want to go right. here? And it was just this internal conflict of, like, I just, I want me. And I want to yeah mom but I feel like I have to choose and I don't know how to choose because I'm losing me you know mm -hmm. it's like oh it's like the worst right and then to be almost like shamed to yourself for wanting it you know mm -hmm. that is so difficult like how did you like process that too yeah, I think at first I denied it a little bit. <laughs> like, this isn't happening. Or like, you know, or, you know, this is, I'm just going through this because, you know, it's really fresh, but it didn't go away really right away. And, um, and so, yeah, there was like a lot, that exact conflict of like, um, feeling like I was losing myself, my career, like, well, this is what I, you know, really want. And it was just really, you know, that back and forth. And um, also feeling like I was going to, in a weird way, like I was gonna lose it. Like I was gonna lose my career by not doing and moving and working on it. And it was like, I just couldn't stay still, like a lot of anxiety mm. and nothing I ever did was really, so whether I, even when I did do that thing, you know, when I started working, um, even when I was seeing clients minimally on the side still, like um, then I would be very like, uh, hit with well I should be home like it was just it was really difficult but it wasn't until like I started um kind of realizing like neither one of those things is who I am mm, right. like um as I am a mother I am a wife I am um you know becoming a therapist I'm well I am a therapist but I'm becoming you know these things in my career um, but at the very core, like I am who I am in all of those things. So whether I was with my children or I was with my husband, like I just started trying to practice like slowing down and being there with them and kind of finding um, myself in it because I'm in all of those things. So it was it was really weird and even saying it i feel like i'm not explaining oh, it too well but oh my god it girl <laughs> <laughs> in the not in the like you not explain like it just it made sense <laughs> it was i'm so glad these things are recorded because it was like the most beautiful description like <laughs> to find yourself in all those things but not be defined you know, to each one of those things, like I'm bigger than that. And I'm gonna, right. I am now going to do that. 
like honestly i am now like going to still look for myself because i think mm. caught up i mean i adore my daughter like i adore her and when i'm with her like you do get lost in it even now mm. you do you know and yeah I even like as she became an adult, like I noticed that I was very much like I talked to you about, like very defined by being her mom. Mm -hmm. I didn't look for myself. And then you get in these relationships and then, do you know what I mean? So I, right. when you listen back to this, you're going to be like, wow, that was absolutely like perfect. And in a very beautiful way that we should always search. Yet, yes, these things is like, yes, I am a mom. Yes, I am a wife. Yes, I am a therapist. And I love these things, but I'm so much more. And I think you do such a service to each of those things and you still find yourself within those. Mm, you know, thank you. Lost in it. Mm -hmm. or kind of, because I think we do that a lot. You know, so I think it's such a beautiful progress or process like that you are continuously going to look for you even when you're doing all of those things. And mm -hmm. I think if we would just do that for ourselves, instead of losing ourselves in it, we wouldn't have such hard transitions, right? Right, yeah. The transition, <laughs> I'm not this job, you know? I have this dream, but guess what? I can dream some more, you know? And right. I'm going to, and I think sometimes so tell me Christina what is what do you love about Christina Ooh. I love that I'm kind of I'm open to learning more about myself <laughs> so and not limiting myself to um, just who I am who I'm becoming where I'm going it feels like um, the relationship that I have with myself and this wasn't always uh, like this, but probably within the last eight months to a year, did I kind of um, discover this like within myself or start to have this relationship with myself of really loving and getting to know myself and like making a commitment to myself to continue to adventure and journey and explore and being open to that. Um, yeah, so I, I think my right now, um, I don't know, my answer to that would be my willingness to continue to learn about many things, including myself. What would you go back and tell Christina when she was at her, you know, her worst, like her darkest? What would you go back and tell her now as this Christina who has processed and gotten herself through all this? Like, what would you go back and tell her now?
I would tell her that even though it might feel like you're losing everything and that things are unraveling, that you're exactly where you need to be in the exact moment, being exactly who you are, and that you're not losing anything, if anything, you're remembering who you are. Mm. And how can we help serve you? How can you help serve me? Oh, by continuing these conversations. <laughs> and, you know, I was thinking about this when you were, when you were talking about it. And um, I think having these honest conversations, and you're doing like a huge service to many women, including myself, um, of connecting and being transparent and being open. I think that's where we like heal and encourage each other because I know that um, that part of that whole, you know, having to have this timeline in our life and the process, you know, kind of laid out, um, I think, not always intentionally do we do it, but um, we definitely feed it sometimes by, you know, um, I don't know, I experienced it like growing up through grad school. And I was definitely somebody who also put it out there too of like, oh, you're not doing this, you know, kind of like always questioning where people were at, you know, during their timeline. Or I got a lot of questions about, you know, after grad school, you know, what are you going to do, you know? Um, there was this expectation to like have, you know, a house by this age and all this stuff. Right. And I think if we just, we just allowed people to unravel the, you know, how, you know, however they may and, and have their own process and honor it and just be there with them, um, more helpful than kind of feeding into this ideal process and timeline that really doesn't exist for anyone. <laughs> um, I don't, I haven't met anyone that hasn't had any types of, you know, any type of um, kind of detour that, you know, didn't actually end up being really beautiful and helping them transform. So allowing people to know that we don't know. <laughs> so my name is Christina De Los Angeles. I'm an associate marriage and family therapist practicing in Stockton, California. And you can visit my blog at therapythings.wordpress.com. And I also have a um, podcast. I'm the host of the podcast, uh, Therapy Things Radio. You can find that on SoundCloud and iTunes. And I'm mostly on Instagram at Christina underscore DLA.